don't know the power of the dark side. I'm not a baby, I'm a man. I am an anchor man. Is this a kissing book? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Hello, welcome along to series six of Just Like in the Movies, our final episode of this season, brought to you by gkmedia.ie. Delighted to be joined, as always, by Lisa and Dave. And Dave must be super excited because he got to watch Zack Schneider's version of Justice League, which is at an all-time, this must be a record for a feature film, four hours and two minutes. That's longer than the Well, Irishman. I'm not sure if it's a record. But but it's it's certainly breaking records in other ways, not the good kind of records, like complete and utter waste of money, complete and utter waste of time, complete and utter waste of talent. The list is endless. Don't waste the the amount of time you spend listening to me telling you about it. That's about as much time as you want to waste in this film. Zack Snyder is a genius. This movie is beautifully crafted. Everything in this movie is 10 out of 10. It's 8.7 on IMDb as we speak. That's Dave, just lockdown. Last that's night? lockdown. That's cabin fever mania. That's because Stockholm there's no syndrome. other... Super- yeah, <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome. It's nonsense. I mean, it's very close to a comic book movie in terms of lots of slow motion, lots of money shots of people in midair and slow motion with dramatic music. And it's like, you didn't earn any of that. That's a medium that is on paper where you buy your bubble gum and you buy one of these and you're a you know, 10 year old boy or girl and you open a comic book. That's where these stories need to be. That's where the big dramatic lightning strike behind Superman as he flies through the air. That's where those images need to be. Not in the cinema. They don't work. You don't earn the panel. You know that in a comic book you've got panel. And then you've got this one page panel. That's this big, dramatic, amazing thing. And it's like, no, you didn't earn it. I mean, I can't think of one slow motion sequence in the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. I can't think of one off the top of my head. There's about 20 minutes of slow motion in this four-hour epic. More than 20 minutes. It's absolute nonsense. I mean, there's a huge sequence where the Flash uh, meets this girl and they just lock eyes as he's getting a job in a pet shop. And then she there's a huge big sequence where she gets hit by a... Her car gets hit by a, a truck and he goes and rescues her and he's, there's hot dog hot dogs floating in the air and slow motion and he and there's this dramatic music like they've had a love affair it's just crap it's just i'm sorry like it's just nonsense like so this week we decided to just only look at tv shows and first up it is devils about a worldwide financial conspiracy regarding a group of traders and a large investment bank and it has someone you might recognize from the 80s he was kind of like one of those. Well, he, wasn't he in Grey's Anatomy as well? Yes, very He's, big character yeah. in Grey's Anatomy. He's McDreamy. Okay. But he was big in the eighties as well. He was sort of big in the eighties. He he was sort. He yeah, wasn't super movie. big. Yeah. He wasn't as big. Uh, 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 Grey's Anatomy is what made him like a, a superstar. He was yeah. a, he was an actor before that. Like, and then he became Patrick Dempsey. Dreamy. Just in case. Who wants to give us the spiel about Devils' new TV series? So Devils is based around the financial crisis of 2006 and it's set in London, which I didn't realize until a little bit through it because it feels like you're in New York because it's in it's set in a bank and it's got like multiple, um, 
nationalities in the bank and you think you think you're in the stock exchange in wall street that's the, that's the high pace that it's at and then you're like oh we're actually in london here aha and you have patrick dempsey playing the boss of a a, a new york london bank and things happen um, and the financial crisis gets heats up and there's all these threads and veins go- going through the whole thing the main thing centers around massimo an italian dealer or trader sorry and his team in the in the bank just it follows that along i don't want to give too much away because i actually thought it was very good it was very well done um i was i was hooked like i i still watched it i watched all 10 episodes because i wanted to finish it out so i thought well i'm going to finish this out and see what happens um i wasn't happy with the ending but it's still it's the kind of ending that maybe leads on to a series two it must do anyway go on dave you didn't like it at all no you're shaking your head no I'm, I'm not shaking my head because i didn't like it i'm just shaking my head at this this idea of everybody wants a sequel everybody wants a, a franchise everybody wants this to go on forever it's like enough already just tell a good story beginning middle and most importantly an ending not let's leave all the doors open and try and make it into back to the future it's like enough already just every single thing i mean trying to think of something good recently that was just one episode one season that was like right enough oh the queen's gambit the queen's Queen's gambit there you go that was we are making into a musical well that's fine that's i've no problem with that uh it's fair it's 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 brave and good luck to them but i've no problem with that because it's a different genre and whatever i've no problem with monty python turning the you know holy grail into a musical either for fun and great but Mm -hmm. the queen's gambit was a great story that's it the story is now over this business of every single thing has to be milky, milky McMilkerson. Just go out, make something good, let it live on its own, and go and make something else good. Um, and then, like, think about Lost. I was never big into Lost. I know we're going off the topic here, and I'll go back onto it in a second. But, like, Lost started off so well. And then just lost the run of, pardon the pun, lost the run of itself and turned into nonsense because they didn't have an ending and a structure. It's like building a house let's just keep pouring concrete until we get to the ocean you know you gotta frame it off and say right this is where we're gonna stop and this business of devils uh it was good i enjoyed it i I only saw one episode um uh, but it was good Uh, it was intriguing good characters great um great uh, acting across the board everybody uh, not just mcdreamy uh he's he's good and he's actually a good actor you know he's a good Mm -hmm. actor I'm not too happy with some of the editing and the, the the cinematography. It was good in some parts and then just a bit cut, 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 a bit disorientating in others. Like you're like, okay, what's going on? You know, yeah. what about a wide shot? Give me a wide shot to give me some screen geography here. But that's yeah, just yeah. me being nitpicky. It, it was good. I enjoyed it. And um, I would probably watch a few more episodes. Problem is these things don't grab me like they grab Lisa. At least they kind of grab Lisa by the throat and she has to commit and she watches them all. They grab, <laughs> they make me go, hmm, that was interesting. And then I'll watch another episode and then I'll forget about it. Are you still watching All Creatures Great and Small? Does that gr- grab you by the throat? Absolutely. It's brilliant. <laughs> and it is, yes. Great. So Dave, you gave Devils 6 and Lisa gave it a 7. So close enough in your scores, but yeah. it's obviously it's good. You blown away. It's, it's good. It didn't grab me, but I've only watched one episode, but I'm intrigued and it might grab me some more, but I'm not like 
salivating at the prospect, I'm like, yeah, it's not bad. It's good. Yeah, so six for me. Okay, let's move on to the next one. And Brian Cranston <laughs> is back with a new TV series called Your Honor. If you don't know the gist of it by now, basically he's a judge and his son is involved in a hit and run. And it turns out that the person he killed is actually the son of a local mobster in New Orleans. And will Brian Cranston realizes this, he deflects his son from actually handing himself up to the police and realizes that everyone is in danger. Everyone is talking about it at the moment. I'd say this one has pulled me in. I'm hooked watching this. And I think part of it, in fairness, was within the first minute of watching Your Honor, after watching Capone <laughs> coming to America and Borat 2 last week, I was like, oh, thankfully, there's actually something good that we can watch. And I just think Brian Cranston is amazing as an actor, considering I knew him from Malcolm in the Middle years ago. And the guy playing the mobster is Michael Stuhlberg. Yeah, he was in Boardwalk Empire as well. And he is just brilliant. Yeah, he also played the time traveling alien in Men in Black 3. He's the guy who's like an (laughs) interdimensional being. He's a very strange actor, as in, you know, his face. You're like, where do I know? He's an amazing actor. Gary, you're at, you're on the money here. This thing is like, this is next level. Devils is yeah. good. Devils is like, yeah, Devils, yeah, I like that. Yeah, maybe. This is next level. This will grab you by the throat through your ass. Like, this is getting you. You're not getting away from this show. I am chomping at the bit for more of this. And as we were talking off air, I, I don't have the subscription to download these things automatically yet. And Sky are messing me around. But... If I did, I'd probably have gorged myself on this at this stage. Like, it's riveting. Now, obviously, we all know that Brian Cranston is an amazing actor. As you said, Gary, from uh, Malcolm in the Middle, he was just a dad. And uh, it's like The Simpsons. When The Simpsons first came on, it was like, oh, Bart, everything's Bart. And then after about f- one season, people were like, hold on, Bart is not the star here. Homer is the star. And Malcolm in the Middle, people realized about halfway through, hold on a minute now, the dad is the star. And he was. And... But then, obviously, as we know, Breaking Bad is probably the best TV series in the last 10 years, which is saying a lot because it's been a golden age of of, of, of television. And anything with, like Brian Cranston could sell toothpaste now and we'd all be buying the toothpaste. That's how good he is. So when I saw this, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely watching this, regardless of whether we review this in the show. And he stands up. He is there. He is just he's one of the best television actors on planet earth today and he is amazing in this his timing the tension you can feel your heart beating in sync with his character as he's panicking and the juxtaposition between him being a judge and he's now trying to evade the law and he's so entwined with the law the people investigating his case know him on a first name basis and it's so good and it's juicy and it's not some it it seems kind of familiar gary but you ha- can't remember. I don't. I haven't really seen this this exact story before. But it all seems very comfortable and familiar. But really well done, and I'm riveted for this one. And Lisa, I suppose the thing is, it's full of twists and turns. It's like the old great TV shows of years ago, where it was you know a cliffhanger at the end of each episode. Oh, absolutely! I'm actually up to episode eight because we hit a bank holiday. So I was able to watch a lot of things and I'm not saying anything because it's so good. I don't want to ruin it for anybody, 
but uh, Brian Cranston, I mean, I know I gave it the same score as I gave Devils, but I did complete Devils, so I thought, okay, I've completed that, that's good. But I'm still hoping for the ending that I want in this. But I, I just, I just know it's gonna, it's gonna go on. It's too good to just let go. I know, Dave, you don't want it to just be like story arc ending, but some things you, you know, they're, they're gonna go on. So who knows? It could, it could make a second series. But there's well, so there's much talk in it. of. There's talk of a season two for Devils, but not for Your Honor. Ah, so maybe we know what happens. That's but here you go. Like, the story of Your Honor is an event happens, and here's the fallout. That's the story of it. That's how stories work. Once upon a time, there was a fairy, and she <laughs> met a dragon, and they went on an adventure. Not, you know, it's not The Simpsons where every week the fairy and the dragon go on an adventure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um yeah. But Lisa, here's a question for you. If you've given it the same score as Devils, like, do you think that the caliber of performance and tension and drama are the same? No. So how can you possibly have given them the same score? Because I'm kind of annoyed with it. It's just, it's very gritty and I'm just, I I just, it makes me sad. So it just, I just docked a few points for it making me sad. So there. That's not the film's fault. That's not the, the program's fault. It's a, it's real. It's very, very. It's much more it's too real. real for my it's life. much more real than the Devil's World. Like the world of Devils is a no. fake world. I don't think. So. Ah, come on! They're on a j- private jet and they're shooting clay pigeons off the back of a yacht that would equal the GDP of Leash for crying out loud. <laughs> and uh, whereas this is just. A man and his son, their, his wife is dead. The son does something really bad and the father's trying to protect him. It's a very gritty, real story. And it's like blood and guts. And it just so happens that the person who died, his father is a gangster. That it, it, So it's really, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of shocked that you can give them the same score. I mean, sorry. It's, your, it's your prerogative. You don't have to be sorry. Prerogative. I'm, just, I'm just shocked. Like I gave, for me, Gary, your honor is an eight out of ten. And that's after mm-hmm. one episode. One episode, mm-hmm. I'm giving this an 8 out of 10. I, I reckon when I get to the end of it, I, I'd say it'll be a 9 or I'm not going to say 10 because I'm, I'm trying to reserve my 10s. But you know what I mean? It's This thing is just so good. Um, but you see, perform- I don't like the gritty as much as you do. Yeah, I have to say I found the hit and run scene very hard to like watch. Graphic I never saw something so real yeah on screen like it was absolutely horrible and god love anyone who lost a loved one through a car accident because it's it's a very very tough scene to watch but that adds impact to the story it just does Mm. let's be honest it's not there gratuitously it's not like lord of the rings where they have a slow motion of somebody cutting somebody's head off and it's just you know uh, uh violent kind of masturbation this is real for the story's sake. And it, it the, the, the character of the son, Brian Cranston's son, who's brilliant, by the way, mm. the, the torment that you feel watching this scene, he carries that torment throughout the whole, you know, episodes that I've seen. You know what I mean? And he carries it. So it's it has a purpose. It's not like it's Henry Cavill in a black feckin' suit flying around. <laughs> and like, I don't care. Sorry. This makes you care by assaulting your, your, your emotions. You know what I mean? So there you go. Lisa gave it seven out of... 10 dave gave it eight out of, out of 10 lisa's watched eight episodes i've watched eight let's see how it, how it ends up and then finally another tv series that everyone is talking about at the moment and thankfully it's for 
the show itself, not just because Bono's daughter is playing one of the lead roles in it. It is Behind Her Eyes. So, Dave, this is on Netflix. Uh, do you want to give us your summary of this new TV series? No. <laughs> no, I don't right. want to give my summary of it. I just don't. Lisa, then, you watched all six episodes. I sure did. Well, and... in fairness, I've only watched one episode. So oh, it's better that Lisa gives a summary. I'll make a mess of it because I've only seen one. Okay. Basically about Bono's daughter, I want to say Ali. No, not Ali. Eve Hewson. Eve Hewson is playing a character who has a lot of, uh, shall we say, backstory and issues with her husband. And he's a doctor. He's playing a psychiatrist and he's working in he's working in a practice. And he has a bit of an affair with his secretary. And it's nonsense. But it's bloody brilliant. You have to watch the entire thing, not just a couple of episodes. You have to stick it out to the end because that's what it felt like watching this. I was like, I'm going to stick this out to the end. And then when I did watch it and I saw the ending and I was like, no way. And I was delighted. So I give it a really good score. So, yeah, her parents died in a fire in a castle. They're really rich. She uh, marries a a very handsome older gentleman. Not older. He's a couple of years older. He's in college. She's in school. She goes to this uh, kind of a retreat sort of correctional facility type place. And she meets a guy there and he becomes her really good friend. And then we don't see him for the rest of it. Spoilers now. Easy now. Oh, sorry. Sorry, we don't we don't see him for a while, shall we say, and mm-hmm. then and then things turn up. The girl that uh, he's kind of half having an affair with, he ends up having a full blown affair with her, and uh, yeah, it gets it gets awkward because she becomes friends with the wife, the Houston girl, uh, Eve, and um, yeah, it just it's it seems like it's cheesy and it's rubbish and you just but you stick it out to the very end the bitter end and then you go definitely worth it so i was happy with my six episodes <laughs> and they weren't long ones either they were like 35 minutes they weren't too long when you say you're glad you stuck it to the end were you losing interest during the series um, i was because i thought well where is this going because it just seems to be like affairs and oh, something's going to turn around and she'll find out and somebody will get killed or, you know, it, it seems like it was very going to be predictable. But then when it was the most unpredictable ending, I was like, well, that's good. That's new. It's different. It was, um, yeah, it was different. It was good. Happy. Dave, what did you make of what you saw of behind her eyes? I kind of agree with everything that Lisa said in terms of it's nonsense, uh, <laughs> but somehow it's, it, but somehow it's kind of compelling. Like, I did like the, the, you know, the idea of the um, two strangers meeting out on a night out, not exchanging names and just having a drink and a chat. And then they awkwardly say goodnight and they have a quick kiss. And it's then the the man goes, oh, look, I can't do this. I got to run. And then the following day, he's starting a new job and she turns out to be his secretary. You know, that was, you know, (laughs) I mean, it's been done and but it's a nice little way to start this thing off. And then. The performance is good. It kind of sets itself up as a thriller. There's lots of questions being thrown at you. Who's she? What's she doing? Why is this? Why is that? What's this? And blah, blah, blah. So it's good, but it's kind of nonsense. And then, you know, 10 minutes later, the the lady who is the secretary meets the wife on the street and they, they literally bump into each other. And it's like, London's a big place. Like, you know, 
<laughs> like I, I live in Galway all my life and there's people I've known for 20 years and I don't bump into them. You know what I mean? Whether it's physically or kind of how you, you know, at the Supermax drive-thru. It's like, ah, lads, come on. But I have to say, Lisa's, uh, Lisa telling me that the ending is good and it's uh, unexpected and you don't see it coming might actually lead me to finish this off because it's bite-sized. I mean, you know, Lisa exemplifies the whole, you know, give it to me now. I don't want to waste an hour and 15 minutes. I want to have it all in 30 minutes because I want to press the button that says next quicker. I don't know what the <laughs> difference is because it's like if the whole thing is 10 hours, it's 10 hours or whatever. Anyway, so uh, it's easy. Bite-sized, only six episodes. I'll probably watch a few more because if Lisa tells me it's interesting at the end, I'll stick with it. Whereas Devils would be on a sim on a par with this like it's good it's it's decent it's well made good action good acting script is good um maybe a bit like devils it's trying a bit too hard like devils is trying a bit too hard to be slick this is trying a bit too hard to be mysterious and thrillery just too too much too soon in terms of like you know where five minutes in this is a thriller you are watching a thriller. You know, it's like enough already. Just tell me the story. So it's good, but it again didn't grab me. Um, but I'd be probably leaning a bit more towards this because there's unknowns than devils. I know what's gonna happen in devils. There's gonna be double crossing, there's gonna be shares going up and shares going down and murders, and I don't really care. Whereas this, I'm like, okay, I don't know what's gonna happen. She's an arsonist, she's got a you know, I don't know, so maybe I might watch this a bit more. Okay, well, you gave it six out of ten on what you saw so far. And Lisa, who has seen all of Behind Your Eyes, gave it eight out of ten. Hold on. Very so good score. You gave, <laughs> you gave Devils what out of ten? I, I feel like I need seven. a steward's inquiry here. What did you give it? I gave Devils seven. I gave Your Honor seven. And I gave Behind Her Eyes eight, purely based on the ending. Wow. wow. Well, it was worth it. Okay. Well, I, I I think we need to have like, you know, the way that you ever watch Grand Designs and it's like, mm-hmm. and we nearly finished the house and he has a chat. And then the, two years later, he has a Grand Designs revisited and they have the same episode with an yeah, extra yeah. 10 minutes. I think we need to have like a little show at the beginning <laughs> of next season where we come back and I'll just kind of go, OK, Lisa Tracy, and I'll just pull out the sheet and go little audit on Lisa Tracy's scores and go, you mean to tell me, because I have a feeling that the end of. Uh, um, Your Honor is going to be way better than than, but I have a feeling that it's going to be way better than um, the ending of of In Her Eyes or Behind Her Eyes or whatever the hell Inside Her Toes or whatever the hell it's called I mean come on it's just people having an affair and mental health it's like yeah okay so much more give me a break already no 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 no. I'm not telling you okay I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt if I come back in season seven, in season seven, in a few months' time, when we we re- reconvene, if I watched a Behind Your Eyes or whatever the hell it's called, and I say, "Yeah, the ending was that," I'll I'll give you your kudos. Thanks. But if I watch Your Thanks. Honor and it's way better, I tell you, I'm gonna say here, this girl needs to get uh, her marks out of ten need to be adjusted for inflation. <laughs> That's our mission. We have to make a note of it now. Which is which has the best ending, Your Honor or Behind Your Eyes for season seven? I like back. In the day when I was a young lad and all I wanted to see was explosions and gunshots and car chases and boobs. That's like my entire, you know, I'm, you know, that's what I want to see in a movie. That's what they made in the 80s and 90s. That's all we were given. Um, I used to judge an action movie by the death of the bad guy. So if the death of the bad guy was good, 
that I was like, yep, yeah, good, yeah, happy with that. And if the death of the bad guy was n- not good, even if the movie was good up until that point, it really made me feel like defeated and deflated. Like the best death of a bad guy ever, still to this day, is sudden death. The Bond movie. No, no. sudden oh. death. Sudden death is the best death of a bad guy ever. It's so cheesy and bad, and it's so good at the same time. Best death of a bad guy ever. Sudden death is Jean Claude Van Damme movie. Where there is there an ice hockey match on? Yeah, yeah, and it's a dome, and the bad guy is escaping in a helicopter, and they open the dome. People can't see me what I'm doing. My hands here. They open the dome, and the helicopter is literally gets pulled in like this tail down and Jean-Claude Van Damme is hanging on to like a score box inside and there's Jean-Claude Van Damme and there's the helicopter going backwards and the bad guy is upside down in the helicopter looking over at him and it's like ah! and it's in slow motion and you know in the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie where he kicks somebody once he goes and kicks them and then they cut to it like three more times so it's it's the same angle of the helicopter going reversing into the ice and exploding and they show it from like five different angles and it's just glorious death of a bad guy. And he's such a good bad guy up until that point that he deserves a really good death. And it's a cheesy 80s, 90s action movie death and it's just perfection. And I love it. To this day, it's the best death of a bad guy I've ever seen. Very good. Never knew you were a Van Damme fan. Oh. So welcome welcome to the family. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen them all, baby. Okay, just as we wrap up, it might be obvious the answers in this, but I'm just going to quickly just scan back through what we covered over this series and then ask what was your favorite and what was your least favorite. Episode one, Cobra Kai and Bridgerton. Episode two, we had Soul, The Queen's Gambit and The High Note. Episode three, zero, 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 Lupin and The Terror. Then in episode four, we had The Dig, The Midnight Sky and Greyhound. Episode 5, we had Bombshell, Framing Britney Spears, and WandaVision. Then we had Disenchanted, News of the World, All Creatures Great and Small. And of course, last week we had Capone, Coming to America, and Borat 2. Including Devils, Your Honour, and Behind Your Eyes. So we covered loads. But Lisa, what was your favourite and what was your least favourite? The Queen's Gambit was most definitely my favourite. And my least favorite has to be Capone, will forever be Capone. I don't think any movie can ever be as bad as that. Dave, the same? You know, Lisa is kind of on the money there. Like Capone (laughs) is just literally, I mean, good God. It's a crime. It's a crime against cinema. And the camera that was used should be burnt, you know, (laughs) along with all the scripts. And the CVs of everybody in that film should be expunged <laughs> from IMDb and they should all be forced to work in a labor camp. That's how bad that film is. That's how bad what, it was. Like, it's really bad. What? You remember Cellar Door, people? Do you remember Cellar Door? This is worse than Cellar Door and I hate Cellar Door. But at least Cellar Door had a bit of merit. It was a small Irish, you know, independent, you know, they tried, you know what I mean? And this was like big budget, Hollywood star, and it was just, pardon my French, but it's a load of wank. My favourite would be between, halfway between Queen's Gambit and Cobra Kai. Cool. Love Cobra Kai. Can't wait for Cobra yeah. Kai season four. Cannot wait. And I'm so happy that it's coming. But I'm also so happy that the Queen's Gambit is done. That's it. It's finished. It's there. It's pristine. Leave it on the shelf. Revisit. It's a period piece, so it won't age. It's really well made. Um, Yeah. 
we'll digest the great content we've seen over the last couple of months and we'll uh, swallow hard over the absolute crap we had to endure as well that is out there but hopefully we've warned you off of some terrible things that are out there streaming at the moment and that you avoid them at all costs lisa and dave as i say stay safe stay sane and we'll talk to you again on a, another series of just like in the movies bye-bye 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 <laughs>